0: Good morning, everybody. This is Joshua T. Berglund's morning gratitude. We are being heard right now on YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Spotify, (laughs) and about 50 other channels. Uh, Good morning. So as I promised, we are going to start the show by a little bit different than usual. Usually I play the music, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm gonna start with gratitude. Um, that is, because th- the show is called Morning Gratitude. So, that's just what we're gonna do. <laughs> I, first and foremost, wanna give a shout out to Dan and Abby uh, for putting on an amazing event, Lifestyle Hackers. It was such a blessing to get to be a part of that event, uh, to be the MC and get to be able to introduce some of the, uh, the, really the best of the best in their respective fields. It was an amazing experience. Um, good morning, Enos. Good to see you. Everybody watching right now on Facebook. You can, um, If you're listening on the radio right now and you'd like to see what the heck is going on over here, you can check us out at Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude page. This is where we go live from, and uh, it's pretty Awesome. Also want to, um, this is a, f- <laughs> I, I'm grateful this morning too for my gym. Um, I would normally complain about my gym, but after three days and the working out at a hotel gym, I, I'm now grateful for my piece of crap gym <laughs> in, in San Diego. <laughs> that's like a, that's like a poop sandwich. Um, yeah. Anyway, but I am grateful for it. So I like, I finally got a good workout for the first time in three days. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Um, Also, so on today's show, we have an amazing uh, guest who's actually a friend of mine, who because of him, I got the opportunity to do red carpet interviews at the City Gala in L.A. a few weeks ago. So I'm very grateful for him for giving me that opportunity. But our guest is a Maryland native residing in Southern California since 2008. He's a Marine Corps combat veteran with First Light armored reconnaissance bn i don't know what that is he's gonna have to tell me what that is if if he's not offended that i don't know what bn is it! after four years of service i went on to pr- he went on to pursue a career in the fire service and while going back to school he had the opportunity to work in other career fields such as coaching npsl soccer and a firearms instructor he need t- teaches at palomar college fire academy as an instructor and also works as a rescue specialist. He is an avid volunteer and a community service member with six organizations, of which he is on the board of three of them. Dad gum. He is the CEO and co-founder of the Inspire Society, which is an amazing organization, by the way. It's based in San Diego, which is a collaborative platform between music and nonprofit industries, helping expand the mission of social impact and service to others. Guy's an awesome guest, really is. So we're gonna bring him on the show. And uh, we're going to get this started. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, Tyler. Arlene, all the way from Cincinnati. Welcome. Good to see you, Enos, all the way from Jordan. Good morning, everybody. It feels good to be back. I, uh, I didn't do a show Friday, and I kind of I missed you guys. All right, let's bring him on, ladies and gentlemen, the once and only Sam Newhouser. That's your girl, Cheyenne, bro. I know, I love it. I she, love it. She, uh, she's so catchy, man. She's just catchy. And I, until they, I guess, I always have. I have permission to play her songs. I don't have to worry about the copyright police with her, do I? No, no, not at
1: all.
0: <laughs> Since you are her manager and all. <laughs> just. Hello, Lisa Walker from London. Oh. So you have your first question, and wait, first things first, you can't answer this question yet. You have to tell us what you're grateful for this morning. You get to tell uh, us. You
1: know, I was, I was trying to prepare for the question, and uh, no matter how much <laughs> I thought about it, I just it, I couldn't. I couldn't. There, there's so many answers, uh, but. Um, being to are playing Chinese music, uh, I would definitely have to say grateful for for music, it's uh, it's done a lot for me. It's opened a lot of doors for me. Uh, I think music is one of the most influential um, industries and, and pieces of art in the world that uh, that I think everyone relates to, no matter you know what what type of music you like. Um, it's just it's amazing, and uh, I cannot imagine a world without music,
0: so. I'll accept that answer. Uh, we already have a, a question. And, and by the way, audience, um, everybody listening on the radio, you can check us out on Facebook um, at morning, Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. almost said with the mayor. Uh, I'm still slipping when I do that. Um, Rebecca, yeah, please send your questions, because he's going to be a great person to ask questions to, I promise you. But Rebecca wants to know, love love to know what he thinks about lockdowns in schools. How do we best prepare our kids, especially with special needs?
1: Tough one right
0: out of the gate. Yeah. Oh, um, it wasn't my question, you know.
1: <laughs> um, I, I mean, to, to start out in terms of uh, just basic security and uh, the, the measures uh, such as lockdowns and uh, protecting all students. I don't think there's one way to protect uh, any certain group of students inside of schools uh, because they're open facility. Um, if, if we're talking specifically uh, to uh, any type of, of shootings inside schools, because uh, every scenario is different, whether it's bomb threat a shooting, uh, if just any type of, of threat in general um, you know lockdowns are usually the first security measure and then the response of uh, any first responders or the activation of first responders so uh, to I think generally blanket the question which I usually don't like to do but it's so specific uh, to protect kids in schools in lockdowns uh, in a lockdown situation um, whether it be special needs or whether it be uh, any group of students um, it can come down to a few things it can be uh, giving the teachers good security measures to work with uh, because ultimately you're depending on the people inside of the schools and we've seen that in in every type of incident uh, in the last you know 20 years it's not just uh, you can depend on first responders because they're not getting inside the schools uh, fast enough And that's this protocol, and that's what a lot of people don't understand is um, although there may be an incident inside the school, first responders just are kicking down doors in the first five seconds and running in Uh, every jurisdiction, every entity, every state. Everyone has a protocol they have to follow, Uh, fire department, police department, uh, EMS personnel. So there's there's no perfect response to that. I'm sorry because it, I wish there there was a, a great solution to the matter, but ultimately, I think it comes down to preparing the people inside of the schools and the people that are qualified uh, to handle those situations, whether it be a school resource officer which we saw uh, in the recent shooting in Maryland, which was obviously uh, uh, very personal for me because I'm from Maryland but um, Depending on the school resource officers, depending on teachers who may have a background, we have uh, a lot of teachers that come from uh, past careers in public safety that I think would, would be great to integrate in, into that type of solution. Uh, you know, a lot of schools have departments like criminal justice or uh, any type of public safety uh, um, structure inside the school that they're teaching kids. Well, why not? you know, prepare those teachers for a career that they've already had and, and give them resources to handle those situations. Uh, that's a blanket response, but, you know, there, there's a whole lot more to it.
0: How about we give, we bring recess back, and in recess, twice a week, we teach kids self-defense, and teachers too. One, it makes people feel good about themselves, and, and two, they learn the respect of... What fighting is, and then learning that discipline could be something that's good. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have I don't have any answers either. But it seems you like
1: you said the key word, and the key word is discipline. Uh, it, teaching kids to to fight, uh, you, you obviously run into a lot of parental uh, issues with that one. But uh, teaching kids discipline, and that's what uh, not to dive into the gun control subject, but that's that's what it comes down to is, is discipline for the kids and I think that's something that we're lacking in the younger generations it's, they don't understand the responsibility of um, uh, just not even responsibility just common sense uh, you know there there's a lot of issues that I think kids have uh, more of an access to now in the world uh, at a younger age uh, they're able to see a lot of Things going on uh, just within a few seconds, that in the palm of their hand, and uh, with that access to the information, and the access to, to social issues, and all that, um, they need to be taught the discipline and the mindset and the matter, and being able to judge uh, situations and being taught situational awareness. And uh, we saw some uh, some of those uh, qualities. During the, the Parkland shooting, was you know kids helping out each other and, and uh, uh, caring for each other, and, and that's that's just a human response, and it's it's really hard to teach that, uh, especially to to kids uh, under the the 18 you know year old mark. That it's just a basic human response. They haven't they haven't been thrown out in the world yet, so they haven't had to face a lot of these obstacles that they're facing now at a younger age, like school shootings, uh, which is something that I don't think you're prepared for, whether you're 15 years old or whether you're 50 years old as a teacher. It's just not, it's just not a natural thing. So uh, you're depending on, on your heart-of-life response. Uh, so I think teaching kids discipline and responsibility and, um, and situational awareness is probably the most important important thing we can
0: <clears throat> cool well Rebecca I hope that kind of answers your question bless you um all right dude so you to? you sent me I didn't I didn't by the way the interview that you sent me to watch there was like 50 there I didn't know which one that, to oh, watch so true. I didn't get the opportunity to do it but I know something that you you volunteering your time is something that you're extremely passionate about like you're the real deal when it comes to this you're not someone that just talks about Oh yeah, non-profits. Yeah, I love to volunteer. No, you actually really you you really do. You volunteer for what six organizations. You're on the board of three. I've seen you in action. I know how sincere this is to your heart. But the am I am I wrong in assuming this the Make-A-Wish Foundation is the one that really gets you. Is that correct?
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, exactly.
0: tell tell us why.
1: Uh I'm not a parent. And I think that volunteering uh, with Make Wish Foundation definitely it, it builds on a lot of values that I, I think you need as a parent. Um, and, and whether it be patience or just the, the genuine caring side, and um, you just get to be around a group of people that it's it's not about them. It's always about uh, every single day, every single moment is about giving back and making a moment special for the family and the, uh, the kid and um, just giving them that that one, you know, highlight uh, in their life while they're going through, you know, a lot and a lot of times um, it's obstacles that families haven't faced before. So. Uh, you get to kind of jump in that journey with them, and it's it's uh, honestly a very, very humbling experience. It uh, kind of brings back down the earth at times and makes realize, you realize know, what's important. So I think that it's just a group of people that are involved with the foundation, the mission, um, what they do, what they're able to do, their capabilities, the, the give back from all these organizations around the world and, and companies that uh, that donate their time and efforts and whatever it may be that the foundation needs to grant these wishes and companies are just so so willing to participate and it's uh, it's awesome. I mean, if you go on YouTube and look at some of the wishes that have been granted, they're they're ridiculous. I mean, they're they go way over the top, and it's it's amazing to see the experience that they can create.
0: So why, but why make a wish? I mean, let me back up. Let me back up. Let me back up. Where did you get the heart to want to volunteer your time? Because I mean, volunteering your time with one foundation, one nonprofit is a lot of work. you yeah. you have six, like what, where did that come from? Like what happened in your life that triggered this? I'm going to sacrifice as much of my time as possible to give back. What motivated that?
1: Um, I think it was a lot to do with uh, my my search for what my purpose was. Uh, after getting out of the Marines, you you had a purpose while you're in, um, and you were around the same group of people, and you spent a lot of time with those people, and you you knew what your mission was, and you you were able to so you care for those people, um, and then you get out, and you kind of lose that. So I think volunteering was a way for me to really search for, uh, you know, my purpose, along with just continuing to give back. And, uh, you know, most people that you meet, um, hopefully, feel the best when they are given something, and they're... They're sharing the moment with someone that can't repay them in that manner. And it's uh, it's just about creating those experiences for other people that you know they they appreciate, it and it, it may change their day, it may change your life. Um, it's just it's a feel good thing, uh, and it it may never pay off in terms of money or making you famous, but that's. At the end of the day, it's never what it's about. It's um, it's being able to change someone's life, and that's, that's just a down-and-dirty you know, mission of it.
0: Hold on just a second. I need to address this. Everyone talks about—Bonnie says everyone talks about shooting in a school. What about all the bullying that takes place, and no one takes action or care about kids being bullied, commit suicide, and lost their lives— They don't stand up for what they believe in and not take a stand, but takes pictures. This generation and this world is a scary place to live. People got to find a positive and move forward. Okay. So, Bonnie, hold on. Okay. (sighs) Let me take a deep breath here. Bonnie, yes, people talk about bullying all the time. There was a question that was brought up about the shooting because the shooting just happened and they keep happening. And yes, bullying happens too. And there's a lot of people that are helping fight this, trying to stop bullying. Look, there are, there are the, there are a lot of problems in this world because there's a lot of broken and hurting people, but there's also a lot of very positive things. It's where you shape your attention. I would highly recommend Bonnie that you quit watching the news because it's really going to make you crazy just saying the yes there's shootings there's there's bullying there's there's hate i you know discrimination against people that you know believe different to have different faiths there's people that love people of the some, same sex and they're discriminated against there's people that make fun of people because they don't have enough money there's people that make fun of people because they're fat they're too skinny their eyebrows are stuck together their eyes are cross-eyed or whatever people just are mean and what that is when they're mean like, there's something going on with them that needs to be fixed. I personally have my belief as to how that is fixed, but that's a whole other story. So, it's it's not just the shooting that are on people's hearts. It was a question. It was a question about the shooting. So, if you would like to, Bonnie, here's another suggestion. If you are so passionate about bullying, why don't you join an anti-bullying campaign And volunteer your time with that organization. And that way, when you make comments like no one talks about bullying, it has more merit. Because if you're just talking about it, it's not doing a damn thing. So don't talk about it. Do something about it. And then talk about it. Okay, sorry. Just Anyway, okay. Yeah, because here's the thing. There's a lot of everything everyone out there, everyone that's listening, has something like we're we are not supposed to use our gifts for ourselves. So if your gift is a passion for stopping bullying, or if it's to stop hate crimes, if it's to stop shootings, I don't know how you really do this, but other than yeah, never mind. Um but it's like if you're passionate about something like that. That's where you take a stand and you get to take action. Join an organization. I know there's several in Indiana that are against bullying. Do that. But if it's your you want to fight poverty or you want to stop discrimination or or the fact that there's kids starving all over the world, then take action. Do something about it. Okay. Sorry, Sam. Um, So, okay, that got me distracted, which usually is going to happen when I get away from my hyper focus on the person I'm with. But I saw that comment and I wanted to address it. So, okay, so you're talking about the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Tell us about Inspire Society.
1: Oh man, you know it's a long story. Mm. So, uh, you know, we started originally trying to go as a nonprofit, and we had this very broad vision. So we we kind of quickly got away from that and uh, just started building our network and. We, we knew that we wanted to focus on social impact of some sort. We didn't know what exactly, but it, it always kept coming down to education. So, uh, we started building programs out uh, to, to help veterans reintegrate uh, back into society during the transition process. And um, it, while trying to build those programs out, some doors opened for us uh, working with other nonprofits, and that's kind of where we kind of got on that path of, of focusing on nonprofits and expanding their missions and helping them build uh, or, or become exposed. And I think, uh,
2: you know, going back to,
1: to Bonnie's deal, there's a ton of nonprofits out there. There's more than people even hear about, and. What I love to do is help bring a lot of those to life because once you combine three nonprofits that have the same mission and you just help expose their mission and expand what they're doing and expand their audience and their influence, and that's just through collaboration, um, it's amazing what you'll you'll see uh, in terms of their accomplishments, and it's it's not always about funding for nonprofits about the mission. It's about what their goals are as an organization uh, and the impact they want to make. And I think that uh, through collaboration and, and meeting the right people and um, putting together stronger campaigns together, we'll be able to uh, influence society and impact society in a way that we can handle some of these social issues. And yeah. I, I think uh, you're spot on, With you just need to go out there and do it. It People can't depend on their government to, to handle every single issue. It's just not. It's not fragile. It's never right. So whether you're a strong supporter of our government or not right now, um, no one is stopping you from going out and and making an impact yourself. Nope. It, it has nothing to do with the amount of money you have. It has nothing to do with your story. And guess what? If you have a story that sucks, if your life sucks. you have... Something way more powerful to work with. I mean, that's what a lot of these nonprofits are, are built off. You of. mm-hmm. so, uh, know, if if you do want to see that change or you do want to create that change, tell your story and and make it make it transparent. And I know we we've talked about the transparency before. Is um, put it out there because someone's going to relate to it and it may change your life. That's, yeah. how, that's how the world works and that's how things come along.
0: yeah and the you know the speaking of collaborating like I think this there's so many sex trafficking anti-sex trafficking organizations popping up I, I'm just here to tell you like for the people that really know what goes on with that like that really truly understand it they know the r- real underbelly of sex trafficking um you guys all need to unite and combine your resources because you're taking on well let's just say some of the most powerful people in the world um, that don't want that to end and so i i especially if you're a nonprofit that's struggling there's no reason not to collaborate you know if your heart is in the right place and you really are you know you have this foundation this nonprofit to make an actual change in the world I really believe that combining your resources will help you be a lot more powerful and help you get the attention you deserve. Help businesses do it all the time. Why wouldn't you? Especially if you have something that's globally an issue uh, like sex trafficking. It's 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 a it's massive. But it seems like everyone I talk to now is part of a sex trafficking organization that are looking for resources. And it's going to be that one. That one's going to be tough. To get the attention. You know, it's not cancer. People don't want to pay attention to it. But when people like actually pull back the curtain and see what that is all about, it's scary. It's an ugly freaking monster. So anyway, um, and Bonnie, hold on. This is going to be really distress. Bonnie, you're allowed to express yourself on the show. But the point is, you need to take action instead of talking. And as far as, let's see, why don't you all take a stand and stop it as well? Seriously, what the bleep does that even mean? Like you're allowed to express yourself on the show. Everyone's allowed to speak freely. But the point is you can't just talk. You have to take action. You take action for your life. You need to own responsibility for your own life. So if you're so passionate about it, don't talk about it or talk about it, but back it up with action. Because that's the problem. If people just talk about stuff and no one takes action, nothing gets done. And I promise you, Bonnie, to, that would ease some of your pain that you have in your life. Is if you did take that energy of hurting and me, me, me. What no one will listen to me. No one will listen to me. If you take some of that energy and put it towards other people. Like taking a stand against bullying. Bullying and like maybe not maybe how about this substitute one selfie you post for something that is about anti-bullying maybe that'll help like there that's taking a stand do something about it and don't send me these crazy emojis on the screen either that you're angry get over it it's the truth take action take responsibility for your own life Ugh. sorry sam um,
1: No, and not the how do you get up in there? I'm
0: gratitude. So, I'm gratitude. I'm gratitude. I'm gratitude. To,
1: to answer Bonnie's uh, statement, uh, there are things we are doing um, on on my side, on Joshua's side, things we're doing together that um, are are going to be supporting those organizations and actually doing something about it. We have an opening event coming up uh, in September that we'll be working on together. Uh, there are organizations uh, like My Life, My Power, and Feed a Billion, and some yep. very impactful uh, people that are behind those uh, that we are currently working with and will be supporting. So, uh, to answer your question or statement, Bonnie, there there are things we are doing. Uh, we are just not currently talking about those right now. So, uh, <laughs> right. If, We're talking, talking about Make off, a Wish. Look, you know, look up My Life, My Power. Look up Feed a Billion. Look up Mission Saneras. Look up. This scenario, look up this You'll, yeah you'll find me to out there to, to do it.
0: huge shout out to jason and daniel they're both i've been it's a blessing to be able to be friends with them and being able to work with them and helping their organizations is going to be fantastic so um hey do you know about operation railroad underground a little bit yeah yeah that one sounds cool bit. and melody i don't know do you know melody garcia uh Okay, you guys should definitely connect, like for real. She's an action taker of epic proportions. She's somebody that would be amazing uh, for you to collaborate with.
1: All about right. it.
0: Cool. So tell what else is going on, man. I mean, this. I apologize that we got distracted. I, I, not we got distracted. I got distracted. <laughs> so I apologize about that. Um, but well, yeah, what, what else is going on, man?
1: Well follow-up on our meeting with junior achievement down here in san diego i'm pretty stoked on that i think there's there's a ton of opportunities uh, that we have to bring to life with uh with the junior achievement um organization as a whole especially here in san diego and yeah um, you know this is something this is kind of the prime example of what we do and want to do is uh a, expanding the, the mission of one organization by opening up their audience and, and the community to what they have to offer. right? And uh, being able to, to bring in uh, not just students in schools, but uh, the rest of the people in society. And whether that's veterans, whether that's homeless community, whether that's um, orphans, it's, it's being able to to expand those opportunities and give those opportunities or uh, the access to those um, incentives of the organization to other people, uh, and I, that's ultimately the the mission for really anything in life is uh, is giving people access uh, to certain things that they may not have, and it's it's not feeding people on a silver spoon. It's not giving people one advantage over the other, uh, but Accessibility is really easy right now with technology, but I don't think it's as easy with uh, career opportunities and just life opportunities in general. Um, And not that people shouldn't have to work harder for for things by any means, but uh, I think there's a lot of uh, importance that needs to be established on not just the education but the opportunity and giving those kids the opportunity at a younger age and not just wait until they're 25 to face a quarter life crisis and wonder why they went to school for four years and aren't using it so i uh, i
0: working with the youth is something that i think like the more i you know i have all of these organizations that i want to work with and help and and help elevate their message. But really when it comes down to it, everything for me starts with the youth because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, think about all the broken homes that are out there. Think about just this world with the social media pressure. And, you know, if you're not Instagram famous or Facebook famous, or, you know, I mean, just, there's so many, like there's so many built in insecurity traps, like everywhere we go. And, and I can't even imagine what it's like. I was such an insecure, well, hell, I'm still insecure and I'm 38. Um, as a child, I was even worse. And I was, you know, I had really no reason to be, but I was incredibly insecure. I felt very different and odd. I was not comfortable with being me. And, and, I, and I remember just to this day, I can still hear some of the, the mean things that were said to me and and um or things that I really took personal now and I remember what my life turned it out turned out like now I'm lucky I'm lucky that I was able to turn my life around um and I got a 55,696 chance um and I took that one serious but I mean you think about the kids today and what they'd have to deal with is so much different than what we did everything's over sexualized um you know this this kind of like raising themselves or the technology is raising them. I really am, be, have become a very singular focused on. I want to still help all of those organizations, but at a youth level. Like I think that that's where the solution lies because those kids are a little bit easier to heal than what it is when you're becoming your thirties, forties, and fifties, and sixties. And they also can take all of that pain. And use it for purpose, and use that in a way that uplifts other kids their age, and in fact, even have a positive effect on the adults in their lives. So, anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, I, you're spot on. Uh, we always hear that you know the youth of today are, are the leaders of tomorrow, and um, that it's not just the same, like it's it's real life. And, and yeah. I'm not going to speak as as if i'm a parent but shaping the mentality of, of the youth right now is is so important um the fact that they have like i said earlier such easy access to social issues in the world and uh that that bullying is is much more of a problem now than that we're having teens uh and Younger than teens uh, committing suicide is is outrageous. And um, it's not that it has never been a problem, but I think it's definitely more of a problem now than it has been in the past. Um, The the mentality for youth right now is is I have to I have to do this 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 and what we should be doing is changing that mentality and inspiring kids to say, hey, I want to, I want to do this. Let them be creative. Yeah. Uh, let them get out there. Let them make mistakes. Uh, but inspire them to want to do good and want to create change. And at 15 years old, if that kid wants to be president, like, let's go. Let's set them up for it. It's it's not about just asking the kid what, what he wants to do for the rest of life or she uh, wants to do for the rest of life it's about inspiring them to be creative and really think about the process and if the kid has a passion uh, about doing something let him roll with it Yeah. And, um, and and I think that's one thing that the schools are, are doing right now is killing that, that passion and creativity um, you know some schools have more opportunities than others and I think it's just about letting kids roll and, and going with the creative process and uh, finding mentors at a younger age and allowing teachers to be those mentors. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, I, that is 9% of their job. Anyone can get up in front of a classroom and teach a curriculum-based class. Anyone can do it. But to inspire the kids and allow the teachers to tell them, the mistakes they made and the life lessons that they learn—that's where kids are going. To, that's where they're going. To learn. I uh,
0: yeah, so exactly, okay. exactly. And I think too that you know you're taught to memorize in school and not use your brain. There's a really great book called The "Code of the Extraordinary Mind." Have you read it? Yes. Oh, I
1: have it somewhere. I
0: met. Where's mine at? I met Vision and. Yes. I cried like a baby when I met him because his book inspired me. I I've really, to this day, Todd specials got a book that I read that fell in love, uh, fell in love with, um, was fantastic. Of course I love the Bible. Um, and then Code of the Extraordinary Mind really helped me believe that those crazy ideas in my head were not crazy. They were actually really smart. <laughs> and they were, you know, th- there was something there. And it, and it really helped me step into this, okay, I'm, I really do believe in this big vision that I have and that it can all happen. I struggled in school because of the way that they taught us. You know, not everybody can learn that way. And I don't think kids are allowed to think for themselves, you know, and into where they can just really get to expand their minds, especially the youth, because man, they've got some wonderful minds you let them have the opportunity to think for themselves, it's amazing what they can create. Yeah, they're, they're way more
1: creative, I think, now, uh, because of technology and because of the resources they have to, to put the pieces of the puzzle together yeah. uh, of life. Um, at a younger age, they are, it's amazing what they can do and what they can accomplish. And, um, it's empowering them. I think that's sure what it's empowering them to least or come into society and face these issues with an open mind and a creative mind and not just following the footsteps of their parents or the what the world is telling them that they have to do. And uh, I'm not bashing you know, higher education by any means, but I am. There there's, there's incentives to it and there's advantages to it uh, depending on the career field they'd like to go into but I think for the most part if um, kids are shown how powerful uh, their their thoughts can be at a younger age uh, and how impactful uh, their creativity can be at a younger age right? Um, the more they'll come out of uh, uh, high school with just such a better mentality, facing issues in their own life and uh, throughout their career. Absolutely. Uh, and we keep we keep preaching the kids that they, you know, we want to leave society better than what, the way we found it. Well, if we're if we're just teaching kids to come into a society that's broken and not giving them the tools to, to fix it, not giving them a platform and a foundation to uh, To face these issues and solve them, um, that we're, we're just continually failing them. Yeah. Uh, but youth are the most impactful, and I, I think a lot of a lot of our focus in education, in life, in a lot of different areas needs to be focused on uh, empowering them and and getting them set up and it's. Like I said, it's not about, it's not taken as feeding kids on a silver spoon here, because uh, there's a large percentage of the youth population that do not have uh, do not have that opportunity given to them. Um, and there's a lot of kids that are forgotten, you know, like in, in uh, the working community or uh, kind of the disadvantaged youth population with that are growing up in broken homes, whether that may be to violence or abuse or uh, or anything, um it's giving those kids you know the the opportunity to succeed as well.
0: Do you know about the Boys to Men mentoring organization? I do. Um I met so Karen, who says hi by the way. Um she um she was in an Uber. And just happened to meet the uh, the lead mentor. Oh, okay. yeah. And so he's coming on the show like next week. Okay. So, awesome. yeah, I'm in, I'm interested to learn more about the organization. It sounds pretty powerful. Yeah.
1: To- we uh we we've kind of looked at their model uh in, in terms of what we like to do uh, program wise in the Boys and Girls Club uh, and just some some broad ideas as far as what we'd like to bring uh, to organizations like Boys and Girls Club and others uh, and they're um, they're definitely a 3 solid model to work off of, so
0: Cool, I'm excited I, I'm glad you were, you're gonna, you didn't tell me something bad, I was gonna be very disappointed in my judgment uh, Enos says you're an amazing man, Sam Thank you <laughs> She's She's
1: awesome. Um, I'll take it.
0: Yeah. Um, it's always good to hear you're awesome, isn't it? Uh, well, is there anything else on your heart, man?
1: Well, I think uh, going back to your Make-A-Wish question, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to work with family about two weeks ago, and this is kind of one of those experiences that makes the whole volunteering for, for Make-A-Wish worth it. Uh, even if it was the last experience I had with the foundation I, I, this was one of those that um, I will I will definitely remember for a very long time and uh, I'm actually going to make it uh, I'm in the process of writing my own book uh, it should be done by the end of the year so hopefully published in 2019 uh, and I'm going to make a whole chapter about it uh, and, and it's based on movement and uh, I, I can't Say the kid's name, so we'll we'll just call him Adam for now. But uh, a young kid who uh, was a a very healthy um, four year old at one point and uh, quickly deteriorated uh, within just a few months and was facing terminal illness that, you know, was it is predicted to take his life uh, pretty fast, and this is all within pretty much a year, year and a half. So uh, as as a family, I can't even imagine it. As parents, I can't even imagine what that feels like. But uh, I had the opportunity to go out and do photography uh, for this family and follow them throughout the day and take pictures. And uh, the the most impactful thing about it was uh, this is a kid that was walking and talking, doing the whole whole number uh, and that kind of all went away and um, his ability to walk and communicate and uh, just everything you could kind of expect from that young younger child sure. uh, is was gone. But what I noticed and what I took away from the whole day is this kid was extremely happy. He gets so excited. His face would light up. Uh, He would would yell and scream and smile um, when he was moving, and he he loved he just loved movement. Whether that was being swung around, whether that was being carried. uh, When I was on a boat ride, so when we hit a big wave, uh, he'd get excited. And what I took away from that is, uh, if if you look at life in general, and when you're feeling stuck or when you're feeling like you're in this just static. Uh, environment, whether it's a day, whether a week, a month, a year a few years uh, whether you're facing a certain obstacle like yourself, a sickness or whatever it may be um, I kind of took that inclined message of movement and looked at it as like wow this is, this is like really applicable to, to life in general um, we're most happy when we're progressive, we're most happy when we're moving forward with things uh, when things are going well, and it was just one of those moments that, you know, of of all things, this kid is facing because he has no idea what's you know what's going on. He's not able to comprehend wow. what's happening to him. Um, but to know that he still gets happy and excited when he's moving uh, is is amazing. And those, was, it was this, this implied, you know, message that I took away from it. But uh, it was very impactful, and uh, that's one of the benefits of getting to work with some of these families and kids. And uh, I mean, you want to talk about perseverance? That uh, that's as a family, you know, he's got a big brother that's watching him go through this, uh, and I can't, I can't even imagine. And, I had a I had a dad that was uh diagnosed with cancer two years ago and uh, thankfully beat it but so I know a little bit about the feeling, what it's what it's like and what it does to you uh as a family. But uh, you know, same same thing with my dad when he was diagnosed and had to leave work and was told he probably wouldn't uh be able to continue work after the surgery. Uh it wasn't the cancer that he was most sad about it wasn't the fact that he wasn't able to to go back to work because he Mm -hmm. definitely wanted to retire but he was, a lot of his depression and anxiety and sadness came from not being able to, to do things I mean he did not like sitting down, he's never been that type of guy for 60 something years and um it's this this constant message that I see of you know, it wasn't the whole sickness that scared versus the most, it was not being able to do things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whether it's a kid or whether it's my dad, and I'm sure a lot of people out there obviously know someone that's gone through cancer, has gone through cancer uh them themselves, it's being progressive and the constant movement in life and being able to move forward uh, is is such a powerful, uh, I don't know how to describe it like powerful feeling. Uh, so I think that action that you take in life, whether it's your passion or whether it's your career, is extremely important to not just your success but you as a person. Uh, so whether it's an issue that. You want to solve in the world, or uh, just something that you want to pursue? um, You have to stay in motion. I mean, that's ultimately what's going to make you make you happy.
0: I love it, man. I love it. Well, listen, our show is coming to an end, but um, I'm really grateful that you came on today, and um, you know, for coming on the show, I'm going to give you a giraffe. A giraffe. A giraffe. Yeah. yeah, you you, you, can, you cannot sell it and you cannot give it away. What are you going to do with it?
1: Can I ride it?
0: You can do anything you want, you just cannot sell it or give it away.
1: I think it'd be fun to ride with your around.
0: okay. That's your plan with the giraffe? Is you're just going to ride it? Yeah, why not? <laughs> it, it'll,
1: it'll be. Uh, I feel like him my dog could get along
0: draft <laughs> <You giraffe. laughs> g- g- Yeah, I- <laughs> yeah, definitely. Giraffes are awesome. I can. Can you imagine the giraffe like licking your dog clean? Oh, I mean, I mean, bringing dogs into it. Where's my dog? Oh, how cute. Is that a girl or boy?
1: That's a boy.
0: What's his name?
1: Brusky.
0: Brusky. Yeah. Surprised you didn't name it Tequila. he's cute man well listen I'll talk to you soon um like off air yeah (laughs) so yeah have a good day my man thanks for coming on the show today
1: hey thank you man I appreciate it all
0: right brother and I I put your links for everything in the comments so you guys check him out um also pay attention to what he's doing on social media he really is like he's not someone There's a lot of people that talk about making change in this world. Sam is actually someone that's, he doesn't talk very much, if you can tell. Um, <laughs> so he's actually somebody that takes action. And he's an inspiration to me. And I'm blessed to know him. So thanks again for being on the show, Sam.
1: Yeah, no problem. Just one, one last thing for the link. Uh, one of the links is to a team page. Uh, I'm actually doing a big fundraiser for Make-A-Wish. Uh, oh, cool. And, uh, I'm doing a big uh, hike. Up in Big Bear. So, uh, that's what
0: the link is for if anyone is wondering what uh, what that is. Awesome, dude. Well, you guys, yeah. Right. I, please, everybody that's listening right now, please donate what you can. Obviously, Make-A-Wish is a fantastic organization. So, definitely proud to uh, help support you on that, man. So, thanks again, Sam. All right. All right,
1: Thank you.
0: Have a good day. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Um, yeah. So, we got a little bit off of, uh, you know... We lost some focus today. I'm going to give him a lion. He'd ride the lion for sure. Um, Tomorrow afternoon, this guy, I never, I don't talk business very much on this show, but this guy is a friend, Steve Nettelberg. Um, This book is really good. I'm reading it right now. It's uh, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, and it's actually a really good book. Um, I'm like four chapters in already, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, He's a very dynamic human being. There will be a ton of energy. And we're going to be doing that tomorrow afternoon. Um, We do have a guest tomorrow morning for Morning Gratitude. But I just want to thank everybody listening um, right now on Spotify, iTunes. I'm going to remember all these. iHeartRadio, YouTube, Spreaker. I said YouTube. (laughs) We're, we're, We're everywhere now. We're on Pippa. We are on Anchor. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, we're on 20 platforms now and uh, being heard all over the world. So, it's really, really exciting. Uh, Donna, thank you so much for joining the show. Jessica, thank you for supporting Sam. Enos, always good to see you, my friend. Karen, thank you. Melody, Bonnie, thank you. And, um, you know, I hope you're not mad at me for, for picking on you a little bit. But, you know, it's, I mean what I said. Like, go out and take action. Don't just talk about making change. Go out and do it. Uh, Melody, always good to see my friend Jason Felix, Rebecca, Lisa all you guys, thank you so much for joining the show today, have a blessed day and we'll see you very, very soon Uh, okay, we're off the air there so I have all these buttons to push so some of you, I'm still (laughs) live. I have, okay, so now we're saying bye to another audience I'm going to streamline this I'm going to streamline this process soon And just have one button to push. But right now, there's like seven. So Facebook, you're the last people I say goodbye to every day. Uh, Thank you again for all your support. Um, If you thought this was valuable, please share the video. Please tag somebody that you think would benefit from this. But your shares are appreciated. Um, And support Sam. Sam is, I swear to you. Like I know Sam personally. He's a friend. And um, he's the real deal. So he's a good guy to get behind and a guy to support. So thank you guys again. God bless. See you soon. Really uh, that's be good. We are being I'm excited about right it now. I'm you. He's a good dude. he's do. I do. I do. I do. I I I I uh, I I up. 50 I other appreciate it and, uh, good morning. So and, I, I uh, promise. Joe's back to in town now. So that's a good thing. So a little bit different than usual. Usually I play music. Blah blah blah. Well, I'm going to start with gratitude. Um, that is, this is the show is called Morning Gratitude. So that's is what we're going to do. <laughs> I first and foremost want to give a shout out to Dan and Abby uh, for putting on an amazing event. It was such a blessing to get to be a part of that event, uh, to be the MC, and get to be able to introduce some of the, uh, really the best of the best in their respective fields. It was an amazing experience. Um, Good morning, Enos. Good to see you, everybody watching right now on Facebook. You can, uh,
2: if you're...
3: Um, the chat area here is for chatting, and then the shared is for sharing only. Just because um, if people want to turn the notifications off on this on the chat, and they don't want to constantly see people chatting, they can. Um, and then they can just leave the notifications on for the shared there, um, and then they only get like the shared. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Microphone. Okay. I thought you said you want you want me to say that in a microphone. <laughs> no, I'll just play. I'll just playing. Okay, totally cool, man. I'll do it right now. All right. Yes, sir. All right, bye, bye.
2: And I'm unaware of
3: just how we
0: Hey man. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. So I was just trying to, I was just trying to download or get into this uh, BeLive Life thing. Yeah. Um. So I just, I just set myself up with an account. No. Um. Are you going to use your phone, or what are you, what are you going to do? Well, which one? Because it makes a huge difference. Well, what would you recommend? Well, I recommend whatever you're more comfortable with. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm, I'm good with either one, but I typically am on my computer most of the time. Okay, then use the Chrome browser and you won't need to deal with that. that'll be pretty easy
2: ok and, and with uh, my buddy Dennis would you recommend we both be sitting there together
0: or would you uh, us each have uh, our own computer or, or phone if you guys are going to be together uh, then do that
2: ok oh. but if not
0: yeah, I mean, if you're going to be in the same room, then you don't need to use separate uh, instruments. You guys right. can just get on the camera right. together. Okay. I'll,
2: I'll probably persuade him that that's the best way to go
0: then, to make it easier. Okay. okay. Um, yeah? You think that's easier or, or separately? Better? If you're in the same. It really, to me, it it doesn't change anything. Okay. I just, as long as you have good Wi-Fi, we'll be fine. Or a broadcast, or how does that work? I'm gonna send you a link through Facebook Messenger, and um, and then you just click that, and then you'll show up on the screen. Uh, god. okay, okay. And just to remind me, what are we discussing again?
2: Uh, just individuals, or are they
0: businesses? Um, it's a mix of everything. I mean, I have a lot of business owners, I have a lot of coaches, I have a lot of uh, it's just a very diverse group. Okay. Well, We have uh, um, the, the
2: wellness program and the rebates that uh, uh, you know, people are eligible for, or businesses are eligible for. Uh, And then the other side of the other business we have, which is basically, you know, helping families, uh, educating them about wealth, how to, you know, grow wealth, how to protect their wealth, how to uh, reduce their debt, and uh, how to uh, protect their estates. That's the other, other, other one. Maybe that's
0: something we would do on a different day if that was of interest. It's really up to you guys and what you want to talk about. 'Cause I don't is I don't interfere is it in that process. Is it something you can record and then post. Say that again?
2: Is it live
0: or is it something that you record and then post? Oh it's live. Oh it is? okay I do everything live. Okay. Um yeah, I'm not a fan of recording stuff.
2: Well well um uh, go with the flow, um, but primarily, uh, you know, we're in the financial services and profit recovery business.
0: Okay. Um, it would also help me if both of you sent me a bio. A bio, okay. Yeah. That's that's pretty important. Okay. Um, all right. I'll talk to Dennis right now. Okay. All right. Alright, man. Yeah, just send that to All me right, as man. soon as you can, please. I, I- Alright. Alright, man. Thanks.